0: ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me.
1: I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to you and, and I consider them family.
2: It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the ALG podcast. Uh, If you listen from the get go, you'll see we have some brand new music, depending on if David edits the podcast the right way. Uh, today so I you're just coming guns a blazing from the start. To, it hurts my to,
1: feelings. Have to because I'll be you honest. Because, because I mean, I, I was in the infrared sauna this morning. I'm not gonna lie, as a mirror, right when I get out of my infrared sauna and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, damn, you look good. So, John's got to just ego check me is what happens this every is- day.
2: So, hopefully, you guys heard this amazing new intro that we had. Shout out to Anthony from the ALG community. Uh, he put it together, and I think it is a banger. Uh, today we have a really special guest joining us. We have Denise Barrack, otherwise known as Scaling Down RNY. I am JRB's Journey. That's fit underscore DRock. And this is the ALG podcast. Da-da-da-da. What's going on, guys? <laughs>
3: That's
2: that was she's, a great intro. Was, she's that so confused by intro. the
1: intro. Like, she's like, I don't even know where to start now. Fire intro. Like tentative.
0: This is my, I've been on other podcasts, but this is my first threesome, so thank you for that.
2: Whoa, Ooh. hey. Hello. Coming out the gate. Ah. <laughs> I feel like, do you
1: have, do you have like a notepad of like the different little one, the one hitters you brought to bring out? Cause that was, that was pretty
2: <laughs> that was good. solid right there. That was good. We can end the podcast now. And we're done. <laughs> and we're done. Roll the credits. Uh, <laughs> All right, back to the regularly scheduled programming. Um, Denise, it is a pleasure to have you on. Um, What's new? What's popping? What's going on in Canada?
0: Um, It's all about COVID and being in lockdown here right now in Ontario. So not so fun. So this uh, actually gives me something to do today.
2: Oh, good. I'm glad that I could, uh, you know, provide you with a little bit of something to do, a little entertainment. Um, that's otherwise,
1: from, otherwise, you got to take the dog sleds to get the groceries, right?
0: Back yeah. to the blues. Yeah. <laughs> the Tim
2: Hortons. Do you have like those Timmy waffle snowshoes from like the movies? They look like <laughs> tennis rackets. I always <laughs> was intrigued by those. I want. I'm pack. going to get KFC. Does anyone <laughs> need anything? I'll be back in five hours. <laughs> you guys probably have more snow than we do. I'm about to get hit with 18 inches like tonight into Tuesday. It's going to be wicked. There's there, there's, there's <laughs> so much, yeah. That was good, right? I set that one up three 18 inches. Wow, we're really getting We're it just
1: here. she she even came in at the beginning of this before we started, can, can I cuss? Am I allowed to cuss because I'm I'm the I'm supposed to be the polite Canadian where I can't cuss, right? Uh, no, I'm like let it let it all out there. Airdrip. I actually told
2: you fuck you. You can't fucking curse on this fucking <laughs> podcast. What the fuck? That's a fucking disgrace. Anyway, we hit our plethora of F-words for the And now we're done.
3: <laughs> We so anyway,
2: um Denise, you have a really great story. Um you've recently been very active in the ALG community, which I really appreciate. I think that you bring a lot of positive vibes and some good energy into the pod uh, into the community. Um you kind of get Kenny to talk, which is kind of cool. Um uh, if not, I don't think I think he would just write notes and just hold it up to I'm the screen.
0: Him, so he has to talk,
3: he
2: has to do what I say. Oh, okay, cool. All right, cool. Is that the arrangement between you guys? Sure. Oh, bet. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for those at home that don't really know your story.
0: Um, I had a ruin en y gastric bypass back in 2018. Um, I did it because it was medically necessary. I weighed almost 300 pounds, um, and on my stature, I'm like 5'7". It mm-hmm. was a lot. Um, my BMI was like 46 I had a lot of medical issues that made it necessary. And here in Canada, if it's medically necessary, um, they pay for it through healthcare. So my doctor suggested it, put on a waiting list. It took about a year and a half. They wanna make sure you understand what you're gonna have to go through and what's involved before they'll allow you to have it. So um, I had a lot of comorbidities. Um, I had done my gallbladder removed. I had uncontrolled GERD. Um, I was on two prescriptions a day and it wasn't touching it. Um, my blood pressure was really high. I developed an allergy to the damn sun. <laughs> like, I would get hives from the sun and it just, it was hormonal, right? And it, all this shit was happening. Right. Um, what else? I stopped getting my periods. Can we talk about periods? Yeah, talk oh, about whatever, man.
2: We don't talk about periods enough on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, for real. We need to talk more about the menstrual cycle.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't have one. Um, and I just before surgery crossed the threshold in the type two diabetes. Wow. So I was feeling really miserable. Had a doctor appointment and he told me, he said, look, Denise, you got like five to ten good years.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: if you don't do something drastic, you know He put a
2: timeline on it, really.
0: He did. Yes. He said I was just, you know, downwardly spiraling. Um, I also had cancer. <laughs> I had that. Uh, I had thyroid cancer back in 2008. Wow. I don't know if it's particularly related, but the side effects of that and not having a thyroid Is huge. Um, gain a lot of weight. Right. So- And, and are, are you on
1: thyroid replacement and everything too?
0: Uh, yeah, I have to yeah. take down uh, synthroid for the rest of my
3: life.
1: So yeah. wow. there's
0: just a lot of things that kept adding and you know, I was heavy most of my life. So, um, and a sedentary job too.
2: Mm-hmm. what so, do you do for a living
0: i'm a graphic designer but i design food packages so a lot of shit in the grocery store i probably worked on it in really big brands i work for a really great agency that's one of the top in the world so
2: that's awesome lots
0: of stress lots of you know responsibility but i uh, love it creative job and oh
1: hold on once s- uh, so, you guys keep talking i got someone at the door one second
2: no problem stay away yeah why don't you believe this crap you really understand what's going on here how professional is this denise do you understand this is crazy wild right well anyway let's talk about you
0: The other podcast I've
2: been on wasn't like. Yeah, right? That's crazy. My, my, my man just got up in the middle of a podcast and was just like, you know what? I got something better to do. But anyway, we're going to talk about Denise still. Um, so you design, you're a graphic designer. I've seen your work. Your work is incredible. Um, you you sent me over, you did Jello, right?
0: Yeah, that was. Are you bit- allowed
2: to say that? I don't even know if you're um, to
0: say Once this. it's on the shelf, I can talk about stuff that I've designed, stuff that's still yeah. in the works. <laughs> i heard my canadian slip out there um once it's in the like when things are in the works it's confidential so, gotcha yeah, my, most of the stuff that's the jello was my design from like 10 plus years ago
2: <laughs> that's crazy
0: yeah we work on a lot of huge, huge brands so
2: that's awesome that's awesome so take me back a little bit um were you heavy as a child you know were you battling a lot of ailments growing up always heavy
0: Um, I was pretty healthy kid and pretty strong. I grew up on a farm, dairy farm. So we always had to work and do a lot of stuff. So, um, but you know, in school when you had to do the track events, I was always last. I was the biggest girl in the class. Always. Like there was always that embarrassment and always felt apologetic for myself and was pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. I always like hid behind being funny. (laughs)
2: Always. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, uh, but yeah, that was kind of always apologetic for myself always big always felt awkward bit of a wallflower and I got into art and stuff as a way to kind of express and sort of be individual so
2: right that's really cool um so you would classify yourself as the funny fat girl right because I was a funny fat guy and I and I wore that badge with with honor and pride you know
0: yeah, that was my thing still is my thing
2: <laughs> of course I mean listen when when you when you have a ton of insecurities it's funny how life works right when you have a ton of insecurities and you don't want anyone to pick on those insecurities you kind of do it to yourself were, were you kind of that person too because like i'd be the first one who would always i would like say the joke before the person had the chance to say yeah. the joke you know absolutely. take the ammo out of their own gun so they can't shoot me
3: absolutely yeah mm-hmm. it's, a,
2: it's a very good uh coping and defense mechanism in my opinion you know and i think it made me funnier down the line you know now now I'm i'm the chubby funny guy you know not so much the fat funny guy but
0: i hid behind the funny and i hid behind the generous and kind too generous and kind yeah i thought you know if i could always be putting out 110 percent and you know trying to get a little a little bit crumbs of return on my investment that way like right i got into baking and i'd always make treats for everybody at work and you know like just hoping for that little bit back because i felt very insecure about myself and very apologetic and mm.
2: right 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 yeah no I I feel that um so how was how was high school for you
0: um high school was awkward but again I held on to that artsy-fartsy type and was cool in that way you know I was kind of in myself kind of funny in my own group but threw myself into art and really could shine in that way but right theater uh, kid or no no, no, like never
2: a theater kid, fine arts, yeah, fine
0: arts, drawing,
2: yeah. Sculptures. So that so that was under you. Theater was just that was just you know, totally under you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of friends in high school, or kind of just clicked with whoever.
0: I had my core group, and I kind of am still comfortable with that. Like you have your group, smaller group of really close friends, but those yeah. friends. You know they'd help you hide the body kind of thing like right i'd rather have yeah. four
2: quarters than 100 pennies you know what i mean
0: absolutely
2: yeah. i mean actually i don't know if that equates in canadian but you know
0: you <laughs> like 70 pennies <laughs> <laughs> <More than laughs> to our 100 pennies canadian
2: <laughs> so at what point did, you did know,
0: he... We don't even have pennies anymore let me let wait me... really
2: they've been trying to get <laughs> rid of our penny for a long time
0: there's no pennies it's nickels now so they round Wow. Down down. Sometimes really? in favor, sometimes not.
2: That's got <laughs> to be annoying.
0: I know, actually. It's pretty simple. Really? We don't have dollar bills either. We have coins. And we have a $2 coin. So we have a $1 coin, which we call a loony, because it has a loon on it, which is like a bird. Um, and then we have a $2 coin, which has a polar bear on it, but we call it a toonie because it's two loonies. <laughs> Canadians are weird.
2: Canadians are I love Canadians It's such a Such a different world Up there up north It's crazy You guys fight polar bears And shit It's fucking wild Um (laughs) So wait You mean to tell me If you gotta go to the store And buy something For like three dollars You keep You keep three coins on you You keep I mean no You keep two coins on you Two
0: and
2: a Yeah Yeah That's crazy So you got a lot of change In your pocket all the time
0: It's really hard to be a stripper (laughs) They have it, it has better. to be
2: right. What are they? They just toss it. Bang!
0: Bang. It's a, like done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't even wow, that's great. I didn't know that. So then w- what's the first denomination of like paper money? Five? Five dollars.
0: Like and wow. our money colorful too. It's pretty.
2: Oh, yeah. No, you guys have some really pretty money, which is why now we have this awkwardly colorful money down here, like the five dollar bill with the purple five for no reason. It's just a weird purple five. Um, Yeah. No, you guys have some interesting money. But so back to you. We won't talk about currency for like maybe 10 more minutes. But uh, so at what point did Denise kind of look herself in the mirror and be like, hey, I don't want to live this lifestyle anymore?
0: Well, I mean, I've done it. A lot of times, like I did the walk of shame to Weight Watchers, like fourteen times, started and stopped, and I did a year-long program through the hospital trying to lose weight, and I'd always get to like thirty pounds, and then it'd be too hard, like just not sustainable. Right. Like our bodies always fight to defend our highest weight,
3: mm-hmm. and the worse
0: it got, the harder it got. So, right. this was back in two thousand seventeen when I had that conversation with my doctor, and that was that was it. Um, couple of years before that my best friend had surgery she had the sleeve okay i had the rny she had the sleeve and i saw how it changed her life and we grew up together like we've been the best friends since the 10th grade and uh i saw how incredibly different her life was after right. surgery and i grew up in a family and just the whole stigma around surgery it was always very negative yes like, kind of like you hit rock bottom mm-hmm. Last resort, you're gonna gain it back anyway. Like this right. whole negative, you know, easy way out bullshit
3: mm-hmm, 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 um, mm-hmm.
0: that you hear. And I had that mentality. And honestly, I was not the best friend for her during that because I had this, you know.
2: Why you you were kind of telling her you took the easy way out, or you're gonna you're I gonna. Never
0: Said that to her, but I just sort of thought, like, do you have to do this? Like, why don't we do right. something else, or why don't we
3: join Weight
2: watching? See, my fam, my family was very much the same way as well. Like, when I, when my doctors turned around to me and told me, "Hey, you know, we think you should get the sleeve because you're putting in all this work, but you, you know, it's just not adding up with your asthma." My family looked at me like, "No, you're crazy. Like, you can't. You're gonna gain back all the weight. It's never gonna work. You, you know, God gave you your body the way it is for a certain reason. You need to leave this earth the same way. Like, okay." You guys are like the least religious people in the world, but yeah, cool. God needs me to come back. Same way home. Yep. Got it. Cool. Thanks. And then I signed myself up for gastric sleeve surgery and changed my whole life. So jokes on you people, but okay. uh, how, so for those that don't know, cause we talk, a, we, we talk a bit about um, gastric sleeve on here. Um, but we, I don't think we've really had anyone who had R So can you kind of walk us through what the differences are between the two procedures? Sure,
0: for my, the best of my knowledge, um, when you have a gastric sleeve, it used to be the first step of a two step process. Yes. And they're finding with the sleeve that people are being successful with the one step, which is taking like 80% of your stomach away. Mm-hmm. Um, RNY has been around longer, it's been around for over 20 years. And RNY stands for Rune Y Gastric Bypass. So, what they do is they cut your intestines and they section off your stomach. So with the sleeve, they get rid of the remnant stomach. So the 80% is gone. Mm-hmm. With an RNY, they just take titanium staples and they just section it. So you have your entire stomach still. They cut your intestine, put one part to your new stomach, which is about the size of a chicken egg. And the other part goes to your remnant stomach, which is the 80% of it. And all your like digestive juices and stuff still are functional and, you know, so... part where the food is bypasses part of your intestine small intestine so you don't absorb like i read and i don't know if this is factual but like 30 percent of what you eat is absorbed in that section right Um, so bypasses that so they're finding long-term rn wires kept the weight off a little bit better because of that bypass and also too um we get more Issues too, like we can't tolerate certain foods as well as maybe a year who has everything intact. Um, things bother us a little bit more, we get more malabsorption issues. Yeah, it works in favor for not absorbing everything you eat, right. but also you become more vitamin deficient. And See,
2: deficient. that's funny you say that because from what I've been told in the past, we as sleevers i was told we actually have worse absorption rate than you guys do because when when we go in yeah it's it's strange i don't know i feel like every doctor just kind of like aims what he wants to tell the patients at the wall and just nope that's it nope well this study yeah exactly this study or this is this study exactly, exactly. oh hello david Welcome oh hey back.
1: sorry about that so my neighbor comes over going Yo, because like our, I'm at my parents' condo and like the the, the mudroom is pretty close to like they a part of their condo. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden he comes over, he goes, it sounds like your dog's choking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. So I go running over there and the dog's just like freaking out. And so like, I'm thinking the dog's choking right now. And then he calms down. And he may have just had to go potty. I don't know what it was. I took him out potty, checked him out. See, he seems pretty good. And I put him actually right in here now. Oh, um, but like my neighbor's like, I don't know, 85, 88. And, uh, and so he was just like, your, your dog's choking. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> so,
2: and we're back. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for joining us today, David. I really, yeah, no really, problem. all of us in ALG really appreciate you being here.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> like science of science, science. I'm hearing a bunch of science stuff right now, which is up my alley.
2: <laughs> so back to the absorption rate. Um, so for example, I know when I got my sleeve done, they had, basically suggested i take all vitamins liquefied uh or gummified i don't know about you like did did they have you start to take vitamins?
0: not to take anything gummy because we can't break it down really okay Uh, and they tell us that for our wires and vsgers like Hmm. my clinic did both plus they did the duodenal switch too and they do that's
2: an interesting one the switch is a real interesting one
0: it is, for sure. And it's even further malabsorption, further down. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
2: so do you have to do the water thing as well, like I do? Like do the, the not thing. eating the not eating and drinking at the same time and stuff 30, like that?
0: 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after, yeah, yeah. Because especially yeah, yeah. with um, an RNY, we don't have a pyloric sphincter. So that little flap at the bottom yes. of the stomach, we don't have that because our stomach's at the top. Right. <laughs> so things go through. So if I eat food and then I'll drink something, it'll just wash right through. Yep. Um, And it doesn't feel comfortable. And So yeah, they tell us that too, but they tell, they tell everybody that.
2: Very nice. Very nice. So what was uh, your first experiences like coming out of surgery and having that done? What, what was it like living in that new body with that new stomach?
0: Um, it wasn't too bad for me. Like I had very few complications compared to most people. Like I had friends who had blockages because when you do the RNY, you're messing up your guts. Right? Oh yeah. Not in the way that <laughs> people all associate that. Dang.
1: And whammy. <laughs>
3: um,
0: yeah. <laughs> so a lot of complications can happen. I didn't get any until about nine months post-op and I started getting reactive hypoglycemia. So that is when if you eat something too carby or too full of sugar, it'll temporarily spike your blood sugar levels and then freaking plummet. So I started getting that. And that's been really the only thing that happened to me. And I have to be careful of it. And I eat lower carb because of that, but I can't eat no carb because of that too. But um, right after surgery, things were like, I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Weight was falling off, fell fell off fast and it kind of plateaued fast too. But um, it was, I got off all my medications. I was taking like 11 things. Within the first month, I was off everything. My type 2 diabetes reversed. Um, I needed less of my thyroid medication. Mm -hmm. Uh, Periods came back. Um, My son went away. Hooray! Blood pressure. (laughs) All that stuff
1: wait mm-hmm. i thought you could be healthy at every size I you thought. can
0: be i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny like my goal was to be healthy my goal was to be off all my medications that i could be off and right. i get that within the first like medications within the first month and all yeah. the reversing stuff within the first three is it isn't it
2: crazy how that happens
0: unbelievable and that reason alone is why it's life-changing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I agree.
0: It's not the answer for everyone, but it sure as hell was for me. So then yeah. did you
2: did you
1: have any plateaus during the transition afterwards? Or you went from like your heaviest down to your lightest, off medications, and it was just a blammy? Was it, or did you have no, some type of spots?
0: There's always plateaus. And there's this okay. three-week stall that so many people yeah. don't know about, but it happens. <laughs> So I had the three week stall, I had like a three month stall. I had it was pretty consistent. And then by about nine months, that was it. That was my new set point and I was done. Gotcha. I didn't stop.
2: No, yeah. (laughs) Why why
0: stop? Up the ante.
2: (laughs) Right. Um so did um so besides the high blood pressure and stuff like that, did you have like sleep apnea or anything like that?
0: I did the sleep study before um, because it was a requirement that right. we had to get it done. And I couldn't freaking sleep that yeah. night. And I would listen to your last episode this morning and uh, you guys were talking about that. And I'm like, yeah, I, it was inconclusive. So I think mm-hmm. I probably did, Right. but they couldn't get an answer from me based on my test. So they just sort of, you're having surgery anyway. We'll just let it slide.
2: Okay. That's cool. I they kind of did this. Really go ahead.
0: Loud and stuff like that, and I didn't ever feel rested, and now I do. So,
2: yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Did you used to wake up with like headaches?
0: Um, I don't remember that, but
2: that was a big one for me. I would wake up sometimes. And I would have a pounding migraine, as if I hadn't slept in like nine days, and like it, w- it would be crazy, like just pulsating migraine upon but waking I- up
0: what I remember the most is driving home from work almost every day and having to slap my yep, face. Me face too. It's like, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I go to bed at a normal time and I get up at a normal time, but clearly I wasn't getting adequate sleep.
2: Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I couldn't even I'm even out here radio on, I would fall asleep even with like rate talk radio on. Cause I was like one of the main things I used to read up on like, Oh, if you, if you have, if you fall asleep while driving and blah, 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 listen to talk radio on the way home yeah, that nothing. I absolutely not not. I just, that would
0: make me sleep
2: yeah i'll go out
1: so now i'm out here playing catch up on what questions have been asked what haven't been so we're, we're gonna we're just gonna go best by ear what um so it's very interesting too where you're in this position where if you have too many carbs you spike and then drop and then if you have too little carbs you can caught up in that what consists of like your general diet today to kind of deal with that like what is the nutrition plan for you right now
0: um, I usually try to eat lower carb, not keto. I can't go as low as keto. Um, but I do keep my carbs around 50 to 60 okay. a day. Um, my clinic actually wanted me to be over 100. It's like, oh, it doesn't work for me because yeah. for me, carbs and sugar were you know my kryptonite. like mm-hmm. that. And once I just get a little bit, I'm done. I just want more. So I mm-hmm. have to be very careful about that um, I have to space out when I eat carbs and sugar throughout the day. Um, and especially if I'm working out and stuff, it'll make my blood sugar plummet. One time I was swimming in my pool and I started getting dizzy and it's like, holy shit, I better get out of here. Mm -hmm. And it's because I was working out. I didn't eat enough. I, I really can't go longer than three hours between meals. Unless I'm doing, I started fasting lately. My doctor didn't recommend it, but it actually hmm. is working for me, but it keeps, I'm keeping my carbs and sugar low. So I don't get that spike when I'm fasting, but, um, I had 21 pounds of regain in the last, like since two years. And, uh, I got rid of all of it since Halloween by doing wow. the fast. So I just have to be careful, but
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, David. Yes. Since you haven't been here for like 20 minutes, <laughs> what kind of questions do you have for Denise? And we'll tell you if we already asked them. So that's, I mean, obviously,
1: um, did you already go through the the previous large weight food of choice? And like, what was that whole? No, life? I, I
2: kind of saved that one for you. I know
1: that's yes. a really fun question. Talk, you. see, you, 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 I need you to talk naughty to me. Can you can you tell me what what was like your go to food back at your three hundred close to three hundred pounds self? I got get really
2: cl- get really close to the mic. I need to your, and you gotta talk it kind of <laughs> centrally.
0: <laughs> I like all the sweet stuff.
3: Reese's, um, Reese's um, peanut butter cups.
0: <laughs> yeah, more like chocolate cake and crumbly. Okay.
2: Ooh, is a good. Um,
0: oh my god, It's my favorite. You know what I do now? I take all the shit I love and I make it low carb. And I do videos all the time. I'm a foodie. Um, I work in food packaging. I have to look at that shit on my screen all day. It makes me crave it. And I had to come up with solutions for myself that I could still do something sustainable. Sustainability is key in all of this. Mm -hmm. And I still want to cook and I still want to be myself. So I just taught myself. How to make all the shit that I loved and have it now. So yesterday I made Starbucks copycat keto cake pops. Nice. <laughs> and I ate them and they were good. But yeah, sweets oh, for yeah. me were it. Um, I could skip meals and just eat dessert and yep. it was perfectly fine. Like zero nutrition. <laughs> I didn't gorge a whole lot, but it was it was quality over quantity. That was my problem. And Mm -hmm. there was no quality to the shit I ate. So.
2: So what, what is like the fast food options up there? It's just Tim Hortons and A&W or like, that's it. I don't don't even have McDonald's.
0: Oh, we got most of the stuff that you have. We don't, we just got a Chick-fil-A.
1: Yes.
3: Let's
0: go. And that's only in Toronto. I live in the burbs of Toronto, but, um, yeah, like, we have most of the stuff you guys do. Taco Bells are all disappearing here, though.
2: Really? They're kind of, like, of disappearing here, too, and it's very strange. I don't know what's going on. I think it's because they took away, like, the Mexican pizza and the Fiesta potatoes, so people are just revolting. I don't know. <laughs> That's what happened.
0: Do You ever have Fry Supreme there?
2: No. That's what is that? Shit. What is it's that?
0: like, crispy, like, Cody French fries with, like, all the like uh nacho toppings on it yep. like the cheap beef the veg oh my god oh
2: wow that sounds sexual totally. oh yes wow
0: uh, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like a banana. sweet and sour sauce right.
3: all over my body
2: i will tell you though i will tell you i'm not a fast food guy anymore I, I have not done fast food in a very long time but chick-fil-a does have grilled wings with and there are no carbs obviously or anything like oh there's so oh jesus christ i had them once and they're just like grilled wings not wings uh nuggets i'm sorry oh grilled, grilled nuggets,
1: nuggets. <laughs> okay, okay 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 i'm like whoa, 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 whoa pause i've not heard of this yeah 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 And I there is a
2: place break, by me that i'll be having later that has grilled wings and i can't wait because they're grilled so it doesn't count
1: save calories
2: but anyway now that we uh we had a little phone sex over uh, talk, uh talking about
1: food here uh, and then the other one to me is so, this is always fun. I, I love the statement of sustainability because that's so important. And what was your, did you have any type of fitness routine at all through this transformation or was it just like nutrition? That's it.
0: No, someone told me, um, I was on some Facebook book groups for right. my geriatric clinic and someone, we were talking about advice. And someone said the best advice they ever got and it ended up being the best advice for me too was incorporate exercise early, right out as soon as you can out of surgery. And they said, people underestimate this so much and they wait till they're done losing before they start. But if you build that habit from the start, it just becomes second nature. So like eight weeks out, as soon as I got clearance, I started walking on a treadmill. I started going for walks outside. I just had to move my body. It was something I didn't do much before just because everything fucking hurt. Like it hurt putting socks on. Right. Let alone try to run on a treadmill. And, um, and I just gradually built that up and kept challenging myself. I started running, which was crazy. Never thought I could. I mean, I was always the slowest and hated it in track and field. And, and uh, just some people on Instagram got me into that. Um, Jen, who's you on every mile and uh, Jeff running my best life. They're like, you know what? You can run, you can do it. I'm like, no way. Like, and I'm like, what? fuck it, I'm going to do it, and I hate it, and I still hate it, but fuck it, I can, and that's mm-hmm. why I do it, and nothing gives you that feeling of exhaustion, like, after a good run, mm-hmm. and I still I hate would say
2: it. nothing, but yeah. Well,
0: for <laughs> me, <laughs> um, so I run, uh, I used to do, I got a trainer at the Y on my birthday, right after surgery, my gift to myself was a Y membership, and a okay. trainer. So. I did that and that was just a few months after um, my RNY and she would teach me whole body exercise and a lot of cardio and then when COVID happened and all the gyms closed I'm like okay shit like I wanted to use the excuse to not be able to do anything and I'm like no I'm gonna figure out shit here so I had some limited equipment and I started doing muscle groups and I really liked it and I got less into the running and more into the lifting and really noticed toning and And i would do all these challenges and a lot of what got me or is getting me through covid because gyms are closed again um are these challenges and instagram and all these check-ins and Mm -hmm. i'm always doing check-ins because Mm -hmm. they help they help me they help other people and that's what got me through so fitness has been huge from the get-go and still is and it may not People think it'll make them lose weight. It doesn't. It's for cardiovascular health and it's for the maintenance story. And I mm-hmm. don't think they talk about maintenance enough pre no. and how necessary and freaking hard it is. Like losing the weight after surgery was easy compared. Right. Now is where the real battle happens.
2: Right. Right. People think you get down to your goal weight and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. You know, yeah. like, oh, that, that's it. Let's go out. Let's go get, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck I was eating beforehand. Um, but yeah, it's not like that. You know, you have to work just as hard to maintain as you do to lose, um, harder. Oh yeah. The
0: the problem is too, like when you're a year plus out, your stomach's healed now and you Mm -hmm. can stretch it and you can eat shit that Mm -hmm. you couldn't eat before. Like, um, and, and shit gets real, real fast. So by being able to lean on that exercise end kind of saves you. I think it's always
1: I was gonna say when it came to when it comes to fitness side and working out, there's something to be said where it's like after you whoop your ass for an hour, and you saw you burned 500 calories, 700 calories, whatever it is, you're like, I'm not gonna waste this entire workout on a fucking donut. (laughs) It gives you perspective on like what like a donut really is in calories. You're like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not.
0: <laughs> that's the Tim Hortons, don't
1: it? The Timmy Hoes.
2: <laughs> they got good coffee. That's about it. Um, so, you mentioned before um, the Instagram Instagram keeping you accountable. I know you tag me in your gym check ins every day. I think that that's awesome. Um, I find it to be super inspiring, especially uh, this month. I did no gym January unintentionally. Um, so, you know, yeah, totally unintentionally. And I did dry January totally unintentionally. Um, so, yeah those keep me really accountable. They keep me jealous actually right now. Um, so for those that don't know, I had COVID, you know, I got COVID new year's <laughs> right after John. new year's Eve. Um, it kept me, you know, out of the gym for the time being. Now I'm, I can finally go back to the gym. Um, and, and, I see your stuff every day and I'm just like, damn, she's fucking killing it. You know, it's, it's like you, it's Anthony, uh, a bunch of other, that kid Kenny that I don't really care for. Uh, he does it too. But what are some other things? Most
1: average of average individuals. individuals. Yeah. Right.
2: So what, what are, what are some other things that kind of keep you motivated, keep you inspired and keep you accountable?
0: My running group is a big one. Um, a bunch of us misfits that barely knew how to run and some were better at it, but we all came from similar paths and uh, they keep us in check. Like we keep each other in check and we, we've we actually met up in the real world. Um, wow, that's last, crazy. Um, coming on a year, just, just before COVID started, um, I ran a 5K with them in North Carolina. Hmm. So we all flew wow. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was the only Canadian. Uh, most I was the, the one,
2: only Canadian.
0: <laughs> I had a little button that said token Canadian on it when I was running. <laughs>
2: <sighs> That's amazing.
0: <laughs> it was awesome. Um, yeah, we went to Charlotte and did a 5k and um, they did several others, but because the borders closed, I couldn't join. But we do Friday night group chats and trivia nights. Saturday, we do cooking virtually like a lot of it is the connection and communication mm-hmm. in the Instagram. And it's not just with my writing group, but they're my core they're my core people, my tribe. Um, but just everybody on Instagram, like, I'm not shy about doing tags, even if they're ridiculous, because I think it's important. Yeah. It's especially new accounts and stuff too. I I never ignore them and I never think that I'm better than anyone else because I remember being there. And I think it's really important mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll do that and I'll tag them. And I just think the purpose of our community is this and to inspire and motivate people. And I try to, you know, pay my dues too.
1: I, I love it. I mean, that's it definitely, I think about like when I first started my journey and I mean, at the time there wasn't this, the same weight loss community on instagram and stuff when i started however like even just tagging like bodybuilding.com or whatever it would be on different social media platforms and occasionally or like uh chris and heidi powell occasionally i'll get like a like or a comment back um and i just feel bad now because it's like it's so much sds's and all the tags i'm like oh gosh i feel so bad when i miss one but it's like Oh, there's so many.
0: <laughs> it is hard and time's valuable, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to prioritize. I I mean, I'm fine, too. I'm not as big an account as you guys are, but I'm getting up there and, and it's hard and I make my best effort mm-hmm.
1: no i appreciate it because it's just it's like doing at least acknowledging it of like when if someone's going out of their way to tag you in something it's like hey that means they you're they're inspired by right. you so like you should do your due diligence to show that hey i see it i'm, I'm there for it no and i don't I, think i, I don't
2: that. think um followers equate to anything like they don't mean Mm. anything in the long run you know like it's just a number just like the number on the scale means absolute garbage in the long you know in the scheme of things Uh, but I think that you are one of those positive people on Instagram that I do look forward to your posts your story posts everything Um, you definitely keep those around you accountable uh, and inspired and I think that even the whole vibe of the Wednesday night chat, the Wednesday night call that we have through ALG I think since you started coming on you know people have really taken notice to who you are on instagram and what you do and you know the positivity that you put out there and stuff so i think it's it's really it's it's something to say i think it's awesome um i know when i started on instagram like david was saying before when i started it was a very different uh instagram weight loss community you had your huge figurehead accounts and then everyone else was just kind of like a peasant you know what i mean and (laughs) i never just i don't distinguish a hierarchy or anything like that but um when, you know, I used to be the guy who used to tag beast to beast every now and again, and getting a like or a comment from him that made my whole week that made working out so much easier. And I think that shit is important. I think that um watching someone else succeed, and then having that person who succeed, see you succeed is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need more of that. You know, I think that there's people on Instagram who get to a certain level of likes and followers and they forget the little people, you know, heavy air quotes on that, guys, for those that don't watch the video, heavy air quotes on that. But um, they forget about the little guy and it's fucked up because, hey, buddy, pal, amigo, friend, compadre, you used to be a little guy. You used to be the 400 pound, 450, 500, wherever you started, that used to be you. And you used to thrive and and and, and love the, the, the random like comment word of encouragement so i never lose that you know and i know david never loses that because that meant a lot to yeah, me yeah i do i, I just don't enough. care yeah I'm you're scared. an asshole <laughs> i don't even see you on Instagram. i you know it's crazy Bunch of fat peasants out here oh god <laughs> terrible
0: that's how i don't take myself too seriously on there oh god
2: no i neither do i
0: <laughs> i'm a dumbass <laughs> and did anyone
1: you know, just like, see my near newest instagram post the story i don't even
2: follow you the story
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out of the sauna and i'm just like you're one sexy piece of man <laughs> me
2: <laughs> dude i do the dumbest stuff like i uh, really it's just my whole instagram is for my own entertainment yeah me is, too you know it's my personal journal but like some of the dumb shit i post is just to make myself laugh as long as i laugh while i and i don't really give a shit you know? Is it
0: just me or is, like, your favorite stories to watch your own?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: watching my stories. I'm like, fuck, that was funny, or I made that thing cool. Dude,
2: I, I'm such a mark. Like, okay. I'll go on my own Instagram and I'll look at my own story 50 times a day <laughs> like, yo, I'm funny as shit. Like, you know.
0: I use Instagram as a creative outlet. Yeah. I don't do so many posts, but my stories, and I see by my views, too, my followers are loyal, and that's the people I care about the most. Me so. too, yeah. I try to cater to them and put out the funny stuff and the memes and the dumb. The memes.
2: Like. I love the memes. I love the memes that you post. The memes that you post are fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh, thank you, John. No, not you, David. <laughs> Definitely not you, David. <laughs> David doesn't have a one funny bone in his body. His funny bone isn't even funny. <laughs> that was good, right? I'm a cornball. But anyway, back to you Denise. You hurt my feelings. Yeah, I don't care. Um, say sorry. <laughs> say sorry. Say space. Say sorry. I'm sorry, David. I love you. I made him say sorry. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you. If anybody is interested in purchasing half of a company, <laughs> please DM me at jharby. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to own your own accountability group, feel free to reach I can't out.
1: Handle it. All right, all right, all right. Let's pull it back. Let's pull. <laughs> all right. Denise, I have... <laughs> This has been with me at least a, a dumpster fire from everything going. On.
2: Yo, I killed him.
1: I killed David.
2: I was All like, right, we're coming. <laughs> this is great. Who is that? Uh, are those real tears? Oh right. No. Yeah, look, he's right as
1: shit. I'm dying. I'm dying. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull back to are, where we're we going with this conversation. Where are we going? We're we gonna steer
2: the ship here. Captain. All right, we're steering
1: we're steering the ship, Captain. So the, um, I'm going to my generic questions because I can't. I'm I'm out of it. Um, I'm intrigued because I always find this one intriguing too. Outside of the medical changes, outside of hey, I'm off all my medications. My thyroid's better. My oh wait, well, you don't have a thyroid, but like you know what I mean. Um, all that kind of stuff. What are some non-medical changes and benefits you've seen?
0: Um, Most of the ones that I notice are like being able to shop in a regular fucking store. True. I'm gonna go plus size store and paying like 120 bucks for a pair of jeans when you can buy one for 30, (laughs) stuff like that. like That's a big, big deal. Um, for me, I was always scared to fly and I was afraid I wasn't going to fit in the damn airplane seat and in the belt and didn't want to ask for an extender. And I know this is a common one too. Um, I had my first flight the year after I had surgery and that was in two thousand eight. You had
1: your first flight my only first two, three, flight year, three years ago?
3: Yes.
0: Wait, first and flight
1: ever?
2: Whole life.
3: Ever.
1: Never and left Canada.
2: Though. Gosh, can- I, Canadians I just left- sit. I've nothing. been
0: to more U.S. states than Canadian provinces before, but it was always by car. Wow. I was afraid to get in a damn plane. Wow! And uh, and I ended up freaking loving it. I had to go for work. I had to art direct a photo shoot in Minneapolis. We were shooting um, Michelina's pasta. Wow!
1: <laughs> and uh, wait, you actually enjoy flying though?
0: I do like it. I did. It was okay. it was cool.
1: Why you don't like to fly, David? i i enjoy the the process of getting to somewhere faster i wouldn't say getting on an airplane like a bunch of fucking sardines oh. and getting smoked in the elbow by a a, a food cart is entertaining uh, i like, like if flying. i was if i was first class be one thing but like I, I would say i enjoyed that that not having to drive 24 hours
2: but yeah i'm the loser that really loves turbulence and i, and I fall asleep during turbulence everyone's like freaking out and i'm just like no nah, this is great Oh yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, everyone's
1: um, heard my favorite story when it comes to being on a, a plane, right? The the little I was on a commuter jet, so it was like two and one, and I get I'm sitting next to another 400 pound person. Oh, that's and fun. I was 400 pounds. It was hysterical. I mean, what do you do? You got to laugh. Like, what you're gonna cry about it? You're gonna bitch about it? Something you can't control. Gosh, when you think about it, what are the statistical odds that you get
2: the, right? And then you stand up ball. and you're like, Hey, does anyone want to switch seats? With me? <laughs> literally,
1: yeah. The, the The stewardess. Hey, does does anyone want to move into four A? And everyone's like looking at four A. Fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> no. And so this guy was pissed. I'm just laughing. Like, what are you gonna do? You gotta, yeah. You gotta laugh. Yeah,
2: it's only it's only a four hour flight, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, so actually, I I like to ask, what is your favorite non common NSV? So like for everyone, it's the roller coaster, it's the airplane. You know, what's an non- an uncommon one for you?
0: less legs to shave
2: oh okay I can see that (laughs)
0: um I don't know one of my favorite ones though is just having freaking confidence Mm
3: Yes. yeah
0: um that was always big for me um like I would never imagine I'd be on a podcast let alone four and uh for me like I made a post this week about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. this is uncomfortable for me, but there's no way in fuck I would have done this three years ago, <laughs> no way. But I'm making myself and that's an NSV for me. Like to be in front of a I camera instead of behind it. Like I'm the back scenes person who, you know, makes, when we did school plays in high school, I painted the props. I wasn't in front of the camera. I wasn't in right. drama. I was the artsy fartsy that we hid in, you yeah. know, my work spoke for me. I'm speaking for me now. I love I'm that. Being comfortable being uncomfortable, and that is my biggest, most favorite NSV. That's and I that's love that. Well,
1: but-
2: no, I was I was gonna pause her and be like, hey Kenny, I know you're listening to this, take notes, but
1: yeah, <laughs> we shots fired. My okay, I just believe in like the power of momentum. It's like when you yeah. when you do one thing that you believed was impossible, and now you did that. Now you're like, what else can I do?
3: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like I just the just the power of momentum and doing something that's outside your comfort zone, smacking it out of the park, and then it's like, all right, what's next? Yeah. And
2: so it's very uncommon to say, but I actually have an NSV that I hate, and I and I posted this on Instagram yesterday. Um, I miss cold not affecting me, so I can't even imagine oh, yeah. how it is losing a massive amount of weight and living in Canada, but like. It was nine degrees on Friday and I was, I physically was going to die. Like I was just a little old little bitch and I was just like, I can't do it. I had to pump gas and that was the longest five minutes of my whole fucking life. Like it hurt my soul. So I don't know. How do you deal with the cold? Do you just wear nine million layers?
0: You understand that where Toronto is, it's pretty much the same weather as New York. Like, yeah, you- no, I know
2: it is Toronto's fake Canada. I know Toronto's <laughs> fake. Can- I was about to say the same thing. It's like 2.0 yeah you really are
0: <laughs> but i mean i do feel cold and i still make myself do shit like we do our running group does a scavenger hunt every weekend and we have to go out and run and find shit and it's oh, cold that cool. we still do it in january but i'll wear two layers of pants and i'll wear <laughs> a vest on top of my coat, and you know you make do Mittens yeah. and <laughs> living
1: living downtown you do witness some some winter runners and i'm gonna be honest like I don't judge a lot of people, but I'm like, you're the definite social sociopath. Like who runs in the wintertime and ice? shout out time? to Mike,
2: shout out to Mike. Shout
1: out to Mike. Cause that's just like, that's just like crazy. I, I mean, I, I understand the idea of screaming done, at, yeah. yeah. Like I'm just, I'm sitting there going, okay, what makes more logical sense screaming at a 35 year old male who's just not wearing a mask outside in public or running in Negative five degree weather. See, I just I think I think running a negative five degree weather which seems seems wilder.
0: But you you uh, get warm real fast when you start running and getting your heart going.
1: <laughs> but then you get cold because then you're sweating and now you're cold
3: and
2: <laughs> You live in Minnesota. You should be. Like, i mean michigan i don't even know where minnesota can you what live in michigan fuck? yeah you, you bro you you it's cold there it's cold you should be like a polar bear you should be used to <laughs> that's, to
1: that's what i'm saying it's like who runs out in this in the middle of the winter where time where i got minnesota from so that was really weird minnesota you think of, you're you're you think miss jay yeah you're thinking, of yeah, you're, you're thinking of jason i'm sorry
2: <laughs> jay i love you anyway jay, I love you. <laughs> father can you hear me this has been like a really entertaining po- I don't know if it is for Denise, but I've been having a great time today. Dumpster fire for me. Dumpster fire. Total dumpster fire for David, but I'm here and I just I just hit the home runs. So anyway, Denise, what is what do you got going on right now? What is your life all about right now? Where do you see yourself going before we, you know, pivot to wrap this thing up. I want to know what are some goals that you have right now that you're working on and you're going to knock out of the park in 2021?
0: My main goal is maintenance. Um, not gaining being home from COVID. Been home almost a freaking year. Like mm-hmm. working from home. It's it's a big deal. And also the mental part of that, like the isolation, not having colleagues around you to collaborate with and stuff like that. Like that's the biggest part I'm struggling with now is the mm-hmm. whole COVID after effects. I guess. So
2: you're totally working from home, right?
0: Totally. This yeah. is, I'm sitting at my laptop that I work for him every day. So wow. you miss that shit and it's hard and it makes you want to convert back to things that comforted you before like food and being lazy and watching Netflix and not doing much else. Right? And, right. and I fight and I struggle with that. So like to me, maintenance isn't a dirty word. It's actually a good thing for me. I want to maintain my loss and, um, and I want to push like I want to be stronger too and, you know, I have limits here, but I ask for help and advice and I get motivated by people and I want to try new, like, I just don't want to ever quit or ever stop. So my goals are just to keep going and it's mm-hmm. not hard goals, but I would like to run the 10 K this year. I've only done fives, um, but just kind of keep going and keep kicking ass and- all that.
2: Mike's can't gonna wait show up out
1: of nowhere and be like, "We're running a marathon, bitch!" Yeah,
2: <laughs> Mike. Mike's gonna run through the Canadian border. He's gonna come pick you up. He's just gonna be like, <laughs> "Let's go!"
0: because it's all like all the borders are over bridges.
2: Yeah, no, it's crazy. You can't. You can't get into Canada. Right now. It's Absolutely wild um so uh we're gonna pivot we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna put a little bow on it uh before we do i want to thank you for being on today i know that this was a very weird episode but i enjoyed it i hope that you did too um thank you for etching out some time and being with us today david well, I, i'm about to ask a very dangerous question because i gotta know i just i just from the bottom of my heart david and the rest of alg i want to thank you for being on this podcast today. oh yeah no problem man. i mean because right?
1: yeah, <laughs> you got this you got this little guy wait wait right there there there, there. yeah Right there. He's doing well now. He's sleeping.
2: I think I'm going to have him on the podcast. Next yeah, time.
1: he's he's sleeping now. He's doing all right.
2: So what's the dangerous question you want to ask? Uh, what was my task?
1: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, wh- How does this rank out of your top four? <laughs> out of your four podcasts, you better She on. doesn't
2: no. want to answer that. You can see it all over her face. She was like, this is the uh, worst uh, fucking experience of my life.
0: One. <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, I haven't had a bad experience. The other ones, I was always the first guest. I'm like the junk mail of guests, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? There. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, it was good. It was entertaining. And it was very conversational. And I like I like that. Makes me feel very comfortable. That's good. <laughs> we I'm were good. supposed to talk about my theory on the NSV versus... Oh, right.
1: Yeah, the- oh, hold on. We can't we Fire, cannot yeah, stop this. Yeah, that's got to come. come <laughs>
2: Whoa, pump the brakes david go walk outside go do something i gotta about. walk
1: out and then come back and then we can talk about
2: <laughs> it so yeah tell me about your theory because you, you were so, saying before we hopped on that they give a lot of the rny in canada and not so yeah, much of the it's, sg it's
0: like the gold standard here and um and i've heard this before too but kind of my theory on it is rny has been around a long time it's been researched they found that a lot of people do better longer term in it. Mm -hmm. It's more Mm -hmm. expensive surgery too. Um, Here in Canada, our healthcare is part of our taxes and everything that we pay. So we have universal healthcare and it's free. RNY here cost, I think at the time when I got it, about $26,000, where VSG, um, I had a friend who bought her own, it was 19,000. So Mm -hmm. it is cheaper to have a VSG. Um, here in Canada, the government is responsible for you your whole life. So they want to have a better return on their investment. So they'll pay for this thing that's been researched longer, that has more longevity, Um, where I think in the States, you're covered by insurance. Insurance is responsible for you as long as you're insured by the insurer. Mm -hmm. If they can save seven grand a patient. Right. They'll save seven grand a patient. They may, they probably won't be responsible for them their whole life. Like, you know, it's, it's a money thing, I think. And here they look at the R and Y it's more money, but the long-term effects of obesity, having diabetes, all these health issues because the government pays for it's going to cost them more in the long run. So that is my theory.
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) no, that theory makes sense. I my, yeah. my
1: biggest thing I, when it comes to, I think always in America too, America's Americans have the pretentiousness of like being in the cutting edge. If it's not new, it's not real. And it's like VSG is the new one or whatever, whatever is the new.
2: Yeah. The new is what the doctors kind of push for. for yeah. You know, push I, I forward, think that
1: plays a role. Like my dad has always talked about that in medicine. Like my dad's a cardiologist. He's a retired heart doctor. And he always fought the different doctors because they constantly were like, What's the new?
2: What's the new? It's the newest thing. Yeah, because they were lining their pockets, though. That's why. <laughs> All right. Don't even tell me that that's a lie. Don't tell if me that. New, a new medicine comes money. out, a rep is in your doctor's office the day later, like, Hey, trip to Cabo. Make me like uh, 40 prescriptions of this brand new uh, heart medicine. Yeah. You're yeah. like, Yeah, sure. No problem. 40. I'll do, I'll do 55. Where, where are we going after Cabo?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, was, well, I mean, yeah. for my dad, it was, it was golf
2: trips, but yeah. Oh, see? Oh, there we go. I knew it. There we go. You know, the, that was all outlawed. You know, the graduation party David ago, always yes, talks about AstraZeneca paid for that. That AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. <laughs> was all AstraZeneca.
1: <laughs> no, there was, there was a, uh, this was, I mean, this was 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago before they changed the laws, but there was a trip called the the dock trip up in Northern Michigan every year where, basically they would the different pharmaceutical companies the the reps would take 15 20 25 doctors up to northern michigan and pay for all the golf pay for all the food paid for everything and it was just a way to schmooze to try to get them to sell their product whatever drug it was of choice and they they called it something they called the tournament something i can't blackmail. remember they called it blackmail, blackmail. <laughs> they called it extortion and then slowly that went away <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. well anyway we're not going to bore denise anymore with your doctor stories uh, <laughs> i love you david denise i want to thank you again for being on uh before we go i do have to ask you some important questions let me know if you're ready she's not ready now now you're ready yeah right now yeah OK, cool. So, Denise, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself before the RNY, before deciding uh, it was time to change your life, you know nothing that's going to come of your life. What would you go back and tell yourself?
0: Um, more to have more faith and self-love in myself, really. I felt really shitty as a person for a long time and didn't think that I was worth anything good. And that's something that I still struggle with. And uh, I just wish I had more of that back then.
1: Pause. Tell me five reasons why you are good enough. Go.
0: Uh, Creative, smart, (laughs) Canadian. (laughs) Canadian Um, I legit give a fuck about people. That's really important. And uh, I matter.
2: Perfect! Wow, those are really good. The the she's one the most is, is the Canadian one though. That's she, really. She, important.
1: She's America's hat.
0: I'm very I'm hat. very Canadian <laughs> proud, but I also love like most of my friends are American, so love you guys too. Yeah. I think do you, nice. do
1: you like warming our head? Because like you're the hat to America.
3: Totally. <laughs> 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 all
2: right, I got one, I got one more question for Denise. All right, and then you guys can go talk about warming each other's head or whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's a whole other conversation. I'll DM you later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, three pieces of solid advice for people listening. Um, they don't have to be about weight loss. They don't have to be about anything. Just three solid pieces of advice to help someone at their home.
0: Um, I would say don't be all or nothing. Like I think Truth. little things add up. Um, a lot of people suffer with that thinking they have to fucking hit it out of the park all the time. You don't like look at it day by day basis. Um Another one, don't wait for motivation. It's not going to fucking come find you. You have to just start doing stuff like, um, you know, start the walk, start whatever, just find it. It's not going to find you. And the one that I hear more than anything and it's true is don't compare yourself to other people. It's it's a poison.
2: (laughs) It really is. Because people
0: will show you what they want you to see especially on social media truth you compare yourself to that you got to be you and you got to do what you need to do for you
1: because i know right now with me with this camera angle and my hair is looking so damn good john's sitting here going god i wish i had david's hair right now why <laughs> so i'm wearing a hat
0: <laughs> you look tan too how the fuck do you get tanned in uh,
1: Michigan? uh it's called saturation on your on your computer <laughs> yeah. It's
0: called
2: filters and angles. All right, Did don't get it twisted. Filters and angles.
0: I've got a ring light, but it just makes me look more pasty. <laughs>
2: don't get it twisted. And he, he spent 15 minutes in the infrared sauna before he got it on, made his skin all pink. Anyway. Actually, actually I did. I know you did. All right, guys. That is all if you really survived this dumpster fire, Maybe which you, I really hope you did. Uh, I want to thank you guys for uh Yeah, for real. I want to thank you guys for joining in today. Uh, Denise, thank you again. Really quick, before you go, where can people find you online?
0: I am at scaling underscore down underscore R-N-Y.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. As always, I am j Journey. That is fit. I said,
0: should I get my OnlyFans, too? Oh, God. Well,
2: shit. Oh, (laughs) God.
1: Wait, we... You, did i tell you guys that i started my own OnlyFans?
2: i told you that is it just a room full of fans
1: no it's i just do videos and videos of peck dance go bam 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 just there's hundreds of them just
2: <laughs> anyway i am jr shirney that right there that dancing idiot is is a jackass fit yeah. that's fit underscore d rock this has been the accountable life group you can join us Every single Wednesday night by visiting www.accountablelifegroup.com. We have the free community call every Wednesday night, 8 30 pm Eastern Standard Time. We accept new members every week, absolutely free. We'd love to meet you. Please like, share, subscribe, share this with a friend, someone in need, someone you know. Um, questions, comments, concerns, you can always shoot us a DM. And I cannot wait to talk to you again next week, everybody. So thank you again for listening in. Stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. David, hit him with it.
1: Toodles.